Hello and welcome to Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their speciality. I'm your host for this episode, Henry, and I'm a student at College Park School in Lloyd Administrative Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about us, who we are, and what we will be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experience-based learning using a STEAM approach that STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do we have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside of the, the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job or what could traditionally be called a hobby or an interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode um on the guitar trent block handsome hello and welcome hello everybody Hope everyone's doing well today i'm excited to be here this is this is my first opportunity uh getting to be involved with the podcast so looking forward to uh, some good discussion all right let's start by getting to know you please tell you please tell us about yourself well um obviously my name is trent i'm born and raised here in lloydminster um, I've been on this planet for about 32 years. I've gone through the education system here in Lloyd, um, met some amazing people, had some great teachers along the way, um, stayed in the community. I uh, actually went to Lloyd High School and then finished my um, education, well, I guess Bachelor of Commerce degree uh, through Lakeland College here in Lloydminster. Um, when it comes to the guitar, uh, actually, it was my second instrument. I started playing piano at a very young age, about four, five, six years old. Played until I was in grade eight and then decided to switch over to the guitar. And uh, I had some good teachers on the piano, but uh, when it came to guitar, I actually picked it up just of my own accord, uh, used some resources, had some friends along the way that showed me some stuff. So, yeah, I've been playing for about 18 years now. And as Henry, you know, being one of my students, I've been teaching with Lakeland College for the last three years, and it's just been a, a great experience so far. All right. How many people were in your family growing up? Uh, five in total, uh, mom and dad, and then I have two older brothers. What is your family like now? Well, um, it is, it's growing. Uh, my middle brother moved to Ottawa, so he, he lives in, and works there now with his girlfriend. My oldest brother um, lives and works here in town as well, and him and his wife have three girls. So I'm the uncle to, to my nieces. Actually, they're in school right now too, and it's been cool watching them grow up. And then for myself, me and my girlfriend are actually expecting a set of twins right away it could uh, could be any any week now so uh we're really excited for that and really looking forward to how that's gonna change our lives and hopefully for the better all right what is your job and what do you do um i'm a man of many jobs um but technically speaking i have a full-time job uh here at lakeland college so once i completed my degree i actually um, was presented the opportunity to stick around and I work in the maintenance department here. So that actually is uh, involves quite a bit of different things. You know, um, 
fixing electrical, plumbing, drywall, you name it. So anything kind of construction related and anything that needs fixing, I'll, I'll use my skill set and problem solving skills to do my best to, to get it going again. What is a typical day like for you? Well, typical day, uh, I love Lloydminster because, you know, my workplace is about five minutes away. So I, I, I do like my sleeping time too. So I usually push that snooze button as many times as possible uh, to get uh, enough rest in. And then I uh, make my way over to work, have my morning coffee, do a little bit of a routine there. And then it's kind of off to the races. I'll, I'll do my work day, finish up come home and then I usually like to spend some time with my girlfriend, maybe have some supper and then uh, usually hit guitar for, for at least an hour, practice that. Um, and then I do like to stay fit. So any way I can find, get a, have a run, go to the gym, uh, shoot some hoops. Uh, I was a basketball player back in my day. So I, I really enjoy that. And I love, love the summertime here too. So the street ball courts are open. Uh, sun was shining yesterday, got out for the first time. So yeah, feeling good. I just, anything that, uh, Kind of makes me feel good uh, is usually part of the day. What do you do for fun? Um, guitar, basketball, hanging out with friends. Um, summertimes, I love getting out to the lake, uh, jumping in the water. Uh, always been a big fan of swimming and you know water skiing, wakeboarding, stuff like that. Did you live in Lloydminster as a kid? What was it like? I did, yes. I uh, grew up here. Um, it was it was awesome. You know, my parents lived a few blocks from Winston Churchill Elementary School, so I used to walk to work or walk to school every morning, and uh, lots of kids in the neighborhood. So it was it was pretty awesome. Grew up with very some very close friends, my neighbors, um, and that was great. Uh, went to E.S. Laird School after that. Uh, spent some time there. Played basketball with their team. You know, just getting out getting to know people in the community and stay involved and yeah no i really enjoyed lloydminster and i'm looking forward to raising my kids in this community as well i think it's a great community um, a lot of opportunity out there for for anyone who wants to you know better their lives what was school like for you when you were younger school was good you know i had some i had some teachers along the way that were just really great uh role models and uh for myself, school school came pretty easy for me. Um, uh, I was always like a math-oriented guy, so really really enjoyed that kind of stuff. And uh, we had some teachers that were very creative and had some different opportunities. So one one class I can really think of that was pretty cool was this critical and creative thinking class, a CCT class, and it was kind of completely different from everything else I was taking at that time. You know, where you'd write your tests or or English test, math test, stuff like that. But CCT was more problem solving and uh, group thinking. So I, I really liked that kind of stuff where you can get a group together and and put your minds together and come up with some creative solutions to whatever your problem might be. What do you specifically remember about grade seven? Grade seven was a very interesting time. Obviously, uh, for for myself, I went to a middle school, which was pretty cool because you've got grades seven, eight, nine. So it wasn't like going from elementary right to high school where you're in with grade nines, 10, 11, 12s kind of thing. So it was a cool opportunity because you just have the three grades. Um, um, but what a, what a change from elementary. Obviously, you 
find a little bit more maturity and things start kind of growing there and you get to try out a few different things that you maybe haven't done before and it's yeah totally a growing opportunity i i loved grade seven it was uh, a lot of fun all right i'm gonna have vanessa come up here and answer a question sure Um, what's some advice for people who want to learn guitar? What kinds of music or bands do you listen to? I listen to a wide variety of music, um, but I, I always stay very aware of what I'm listening to, uh, specifically like different genres. You know, uh, nowadays with Spotify and stuff like that, you can kind of find new stuff, but it's important to really keep track of, you know, the artist's name, the song names, so you can start to... Um, kind of putting them into into groups of different genres if you will and when it comes to guitar i think the best tools out there are basically anything you can draw inspiration from from like when i was younger i learned guitar out of magazines where you'd find tabs and so you'd really have to listen to the song and look at this paper and, and read the transcripts and try and figure it out on your own but uh, one tool now obviously having youtube is you can learn so much stuff from so many different people out there. You know, if you don't like one person's teaching style, you can go find another video and you can learn so, 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 so much from that. Um, with the internet, there's uh, no limit to um, where you wanna take um, your skills in guitar because if you're interested in something, there's, there's so much information out there. Um, but that being said, the internet isn't going to really take you as far as you really wanna go. Um, through my experience, I think the best way that you can learn is with anybody else. So obviously getting a, a guitar teacher is a good start. Um, but if you have some friends that are interested in music and not even necessarily guitar, but if they might be a drummer or a piano or ukulele or flute, anything like that, um, it's good to get together with your friends who play any sort of music and just try and jam and figure stuff out with one another. That's honestly the best way in my, in my experience. Okay, thank you. Thank you. If someone were to write a book about you, what would be a good title? <laughs> what would a good title be? Um, <laughs> I'll have to think on that one. Can I come back to that question? Uh, sure. Can you tell us about your experience where you have been nervous or unsure but choose to participate anyways and gave it your best effort? Basically on the daily, uh, to be honest. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, build some bands of my own. I've, I've been writing music for a very long time. So I, since I've been playing guitar, I've basically been writing music the whole time and uh, put together a few bands. and. The funny thing about bands is you could hang out in your basement or hang out in your garage and play music and that'd be fun and be great. But what's the point? You, you want to get out there and play in front of people. So although I've played in front of people like in basketball and music my whole life, I still get that little bit of anxiety or stage fright before um, any show. And so we did have an opportunity to do a, a cross Canada tour with my band artificial lift so we started in vancouver went all the way across bc alberta saskatchewan into manitoba and uh you know we had about 10 shows in two weeks and you still get that stage fright 
well, I, I get that stage fright every uh, every show right before. But as soon as you play those first few notes and it comes down to muscle memory, that kind of just dissolves. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to have Ashlyn come up here and ask a question. Sure. Mm -hmm. okay. When did you start playing the guitar? What was the first song you learned to play? Well, I've got a kind of interesting story about playing guitar, actually. So growing up, uh, my dad played some guitar. I, he didn't play a uh, like, but he, uh, he knew his chords, and he would play every once in a while when we'd have some family friends over and whatnot. And to be honest, when I was a kid, I was really into hip-hop music and gangster rap and stuff like that. And I always thought the guitar was kind of kind of weird or I wasn't really into it. Um, but then my next-door neighbor was playing the guitar, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's cool, cool guy. And, and then he uh, showed me a couple things, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that before. And then my dad's favorite song was Sweet Home Alabama. And I figured, wait, hey, wouldn't this be cool if I kind of figured this song out and then I could play it for him one day? And it was kind of funny because I was really scared of anyone knowing that I was playing guitar because I was pretty self-conscious, you know, starting starting out to play the in instrument in my mind. I was like, oh, I suck. I can't let anybody see me play this. So uh, I would come home from school at about 3.30 and my parents wouldn't get off work till 5. And I'd go downstairs and my dad had a guitar in the closet. And so... I would pull the guitar out of the closet, sit down there, and I knew I had about an hour before they'd get home. And I didn't want anyone to see me, so I was just kind of trying these things out. And my next door neighbor had shown me, uh, shown me how to play that song. So just practicing, practicing, and then before I knew it, I could I could play the song. And uh, yeah, I finally played it for my dad one day, and he was just blown away because he had no idea that I had kind of been <laughs> in the literal closet uh, playing guitar. So it was kind of funny, but uh, kind of foolish looking back at how I was so self-conscious about it, but it's a cool thing. And I, I think everybody should try it and not, not be afraid at all because it's just, it's cool. And anybody around you can help you learn. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? Um, so you often hear this line. Uh, I don't even know who quoted it, but they say to be an expert in something you need about 10,000 hours of whatever that is so in terms of guitar you know you got to put 10,000 hours into playing guitar and then you'd be an expert at guitar um that's true in one sense where yes you definitely need to practice whatever it is you're doing whether that be guitar or music um sports um physics whatever you're into uh, you really need to spend a lot of time but then the other thing is to be an expert you need to know where you want to be a year from now and kind of set some goals and work work towards those right um, because if you did 10,000 hours working on one thing you might be really good at that one thing but you really want to have a breadth of knowledge and for that you need to just know what's out there what's capable and be willing to extend your horizon and uh, you know anything that you're kind of interested in take a stab at it and and really put some time into it do you consider yourself an expert? Uh, I, w I wouldn't say that, but I, I would feel that I'm actually getting a little bit closer um, day by day. And again, I I've done it through a way of really focusing on where I want to be, not only one year from now, but five years from now and 10 years from now. So 
um, looking back when I was 15 years old, I remember, uh, or no, I would have been younger. I would have been about 12 or 13. So I was actually in grade eight. And I remember my teacher at the time, Ms. Dullside, had uh, this project where we had to write down these various questions. And it was like, where do you see yourself when you're 30 years old? And of course, when you're 15, you're thinking, man, 30 years old is so far away. But I said, I want to be a rock star, which is kind of ridiculous, but eh, kind of kind of got there. And then my next one was, I want to be a producer and own my own recording studio. And then my third big goal was I wanted to live in BC. So I didn't end up living in BC. I've got some friends in BC, love, love the place, beautiful province in Canada. Um, but I did create my own recording studio here in town. So me, me and a friend, we've been doing it for about 10 years now, and we converted his garage into a full-on recording studio. And so I've worked with clients from um, not only Lloydminster, but kind of all over Western Canada. And so that's been just a huge, huge dream of mine since I was 15. And, you know, I stuck with it, not really knowing exactly where or when I would get to that destination. But I think it was about four or five years ago when I just sat down and reflected and realized, holy cow, like I set this goal when I was 15 and I'm almost there or arguably there. So you know what? Any of your dreams, they're not ridiculous. They will take a little bit of time. Um, and then one, one day you'll be looking back and be like, holy cow, like I've come all this way. Um, but that's if you put in the time and you put in the dedication and passion, uh, you can achieve anything you want. You still there? Okay. Henry accidentally pressed X and it closed everything down, but thankfully it's still recording and it's still going. So, okay. All right. I'm going to have Ryan and up here and come ask a question. Sweet. Hi. Hi. What is the most challenging song you know? The most challenging song I know. That's a really good question. Um, there, there are a few. I, I would say one of my favorite challenging songs is Classical Gas by Mason Williams. Um, actually, I'm going to give you a few. Uh, Classical Gas. Um, another one would be, um, oh, what is that called now? Deep River Blues by Doc Watson. Um, and then uh, some Protest the Hero songs. So that's like a Canadian hardcore metal band. They have some really kind of really technical metal stuff. So. Out of those three songs, you've got one blues tune, you've got one classical tune, and you've got one metal tune. So there are extremely challenging songs in all genres out there. Um, and those those are my toughest, I would say. Um, I, if I had to guess, I would spent at least 100 hours um, <laughs> almost on each of those. I've been playing those since I was about 15 years old, and it's funny because you think you've got the song down after like a year or two, but it takes about 10 years before you actually master the intricacies and the, the kind of the detail that uh, is in those songs. Um, speaking on classical gaseous, it's, that one's more of a technique song where you're using finger style and, and both your hands. Whereas compared to the protest the hero style, you're using a pick and, and you're doing this. So 
I mean, you, you've got to learn all of these different techniques and kind of put them all together in the same thing. But uh, um, the biggest thing for me was I didn't even know what these songs were at first. Like, how do you know songs, right? So my friends were the ones that actually were listening to these different songs and different music. And they would come up to me because they knew I played guitar and I had some skills when I was younger. And they would challenge me. They'd say, oh, I bet you can't play this song, Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. And I was like, what song is that? So then I'd sit down and listen to the song. And because they challenged me to it, and I'm a fairly competitive person, I would sit down and really, really try and learn it just to kind of impress them, but more, you know, challenge yourself as well. Um, so any anytime you have friends that can, you know, make suggestions or challenge you, it's going to push you to become a, a better person in, in whatever skill you're trying to increase. What is your favorite song to play? Um, well, that's uh, that kind of changes year to year. If you asked me a few years ago, I'd probably say something uh, like metal or, or hard rock. If you asked me maybe a year or two ago, I'd probably say something more mellow or classical or blues. I've been a blues guy since day one. Um, but now if you ask me, I actually prefer to improvise. So. I like to just make up my own stuff on the spot. Um, it sounds it sounds easier than it is, but it's been something I've been um, practicing for a long time. And that comes from um, this skill set called flamenco. And it's a Spanish style of playing guitar, which was back in the 1700s. The Spaniards actually invented the guitar. It came from the lute um, in the 1600s in Western music. Um, and then they, they kind of created this thing. And in flamenco music, instead of there being songs, there's more of um, style. So you'd have 13 different types of songs where you would use this basic chord structure and then you improvise and you kind of make it your own. So it's I, I thought that to be a very cool thing and I'm, that's what I'm totally into right now. Thank you. Thank you. Have there been times on the guitar where you felt discouraged as a guitar player? <clears throat> Yeah, definitely happens. Um, guitar is an interesting instrument, or music in general. It's it's kind of like you don't know what to do until you do it. So this old saying goes, you can't get a play on Broadway until you get a play on Broadway. And uh, that's, that's kind of it. You need to prepare yourself for different situations you're going to have in the future. But what I find with guitar is you'll play – for a long time. You might be practicing a scale or something like that. And initially you'll kind of go, okay, this is kind of the learning curve. I get there, I know this scale. And then all of a sudden it's boom, plateau. So you're playing the same scale, playing the same scale for a long time and you don't really improve. And it's it's kind of weird it's, and it's disheartening. You're like, oh, but then you might put the guitar down for a few days or even a week. And then you'll come back and you'll play that same scale. And all of a sudden, instead of this learning curve that's like a straight mountain or a straight climb you hit these plateaus but then one day you just jump up and you're at this next level i can't really explain how that works but the muscle memory in your hands um maybe how you're feeling that day but it's literally these 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 steps you jump it's not like a nice slow curve um and you just got to play and you gotta you gotta get get through those moments what do you think failure failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? 
I fail constantly, all the time. Um, you can't have success without failure, or it's uh, it's very few and far between. Like, I mean, if you do reach a level of success, you can't just stop there, right? Because life goes on. You got to you got to keep doing stuff. So, you don't know the level of success you really want to achieve until you try different things, and you don't know what things to cross off until you start kind of failing. So then I, I look at it in two different ways. Um, there are certain things that you maybe don't want to do and you can fail at them and, and maybe give up, but uh, you got to keep going back and just, and just trying to fix those things. But what I find, especially with guitar and music in general, is if something's discouraging me, I'll put it down and I'll focus on something different, completely different and try that out for a few days. And when that's feeling good, I'll put that down and go back to what I was trying before. If it's still giving me a hard time, uh, you know what? You, you just can't drive it into yourself and get down on yourself. If it's not working, just give it a rest for a bit. Try something out that's completely different. And then you'll build these skills and then you'll go back and, and you'll realize that, you know, maybe that thing that you were trying before that, you're failing at, maybe you can turn that around and get some success out of it. And I find that uh, as long as you kind of remember those moments of failures and of successes and you can reflect on them, that's how you're going to grow as a guitar player and as an individual. I'm going to have JP come up here and ask a question. Sounds good. All right. Um, ever since when you were a boy, have you always wanted to play guitar? Um, no. Yeah, to be honest. Uh, uh, let me see. Like, I played piano when I was younger, and that was cool. Uh, it was mostly, you know, my parents had me in it, and I was like, eh, I don't know. But I always liked playing uh, piano because it was very mathematical, and I've, I've kind of been this math guy uh, my whole life. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it was just a moment. You know, I had a buddy that played it, and I was like, this is pretty, this is kind of cool. And then picked it up and then caught the bug. And then that's usually what happens. You, you try out these different things and then one day you're just like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to roll with it. And that was it. Um, what is your favorite music genre? Um, if I had to pick one, I would probably say the blues. I, I, I like the blues because it's very simple and everybody can kind of get something out of it you know it's usually two three chords a lot of improvisation which I really love um, like guitar solos and stuff like that I just find that really cool because you can express yourself as a musician with the music without having to say anything like singers are, are pretty cool because you know you can sing this you got this wonderful wonderful voice but even as an instrumentalist piano player guitar player whatever when it comes to that solo that's your voice so I've, I've always found that really cool. And the blues has that room for, you know, vocal freedom and also guitar freedom. So I think that's kind of what resonates with me the most. All right. Thank you for answering my questions. Thanks. Did you play any other instruments during a, uh, when you were a kid? And if so, what were they? Yes. So I, I started off on piano. And then I got to grade five, and grade five is when we got to try out some instruments in band and, and kind of see what we liked. So my older brother, Ian, my oldest brother, uh, played the trumpet, and then he switched to baritone and tuba. And then my middle brother, Craig, uh, 
he played the saxophone. And so when I got to grade five, I was like, oh, maybe I'll play trumpet or maybe I'll play saxophone. But as a kid, I always loved the drums. And so in grade five, I actually um, chose to do percussion. My band teacher at the time said I was crazy. I should play a, a woodwind instrument or something like that that's more technical. And I, I said, no, you know what? I, I like this rhythm stuff. I'm, I'm going to play percussion. So that was kind of my first um, instrument in in school. And I played percussion and drums throughout um, middle school and in high school. And we actually had some pretty cool opportunities when I was in grade 10 through 12 to attend band nationals. And I actually got to play with some of the older bands when I was younger uh, as a percussionist because they always needed um, more percussionists. So I had some really cool opportunities uh, just from playing the drums. So the one thing I do have to say about, so I guess, yeah, going back to instruments, uh, piano, drums, guitar, which bass guitar as well, because once you know the guitar, you can actually play the bass too. Um, I've tried, well, I play harmonica. I've tried some different woodwinds and stuff. I just love music, you know, and I love trying different things and new things. And once you get a few of these concepts down, they really transfer to all instruments if you're willing to put the time in and give it a try. Tell us about someone who you looked up to as a kid. Hmm. So I, I looked up to um, actually my neighbor. Uh, they had the oldest son of my neighbors was about six or seven years older than me. But I really looked up to him at the time because he was a really hard worker, really smart, and just really kind of off the walls. He was an interesting guy. He was into uh, video games, programming video games, um, into painting Warhammer figurines or the, these little tiny figurines, and he'd have a little monocle on, and he'd be looking and, and painting these things. Very intricate. And then uh, as we grew up, he became a doctor and then a surgeon, and he's now a very successful business owner here in Lloydminster. And I've just always looked up to his hard work and his dedication and drive. And I kind of emulated that at a young age. And I feel like, you know, looking up to him has helped me bring some success to my life as well. At this time, I'm going to open up the mic for anyone to ask any question they might have. Sounds good. I just have a question. Um, I'm friends with Ari, that I understand you are uh, part of the mariachi project with him. Can you tell us a little bit about how that got started and, and what it is? For sure, yeah. Um, it's kind of an interesting time, actually. We, we started about a year and a half ago. And uh, I, I ran into Ari uh, at a local brewery pub here in Lloydminster. And he owns this taco truck in town. So he's a Mexican guy, a chef. And he makes amazing, amazing food. So I met him at his taco truck one day. And then uh, they had an open mic night um, at the 4th Meridian. And so I was improvising some guitar, just playing some stuff. And then he ended up going up and singing some karaoke to some of these Mexican traditional tunes. And I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, at that time, nothing really happened. Um, but kind of met. I was like, yeah, good job, man. Good seeing you around. And then uh, it was... La not last summer, but the summer before, um, I was playing a show at the summer market out at Sandy Beach, and his taco truck was out there as well. 
And again, I was playing some music out the loudspeaker and then I went and had some tacos because you can't pass that up. His food's amazing. And uh, we just got chatting and he said, you know what, are you interested in playing Mexican music or anything? And I was like, you know what, I've never actually really thought about that. But at the time I had picked up uh, classical guitar and flamenco guitar. So I said, you know what, this would be a perfect pairing to practice my new style with uh, the Mexican culture, which is flamenco is very much deeply rooted in the Mexican culture as well. So we got together, uh, jammed a few times, played a few songs, and he really opened my mind to these traditional Mexican classical tunes, which I basically had no idea about. But my, uh, my auntie lived in Mexico as well, and I've been down there a few times myself, and I love the culture, love the music, love the people. And uh, he, uh, he just opened my mind to, you know, these traditional songs. Played a bunch with him, loved it. And then we decided to buy the whole mariachi costume. So we got the full black suits, the nice big sombreros. Um, I actually grew my mustache out long and kind of twirled it up there too <laughs> a bit. Just to give that added, added effect. But, uh, you know, I learned, learned a lot playing with him. And it's super fun uh, to just get out and... Um, People would hire us for uh, backyard birthday parties, graduations, stuff like that. And um, obviously, given the whole COVID situation, um, our rock and roll bands weren't playing as much because of you know the restrictions and whatnot. But mariachi was a really cool way where we could literally just show up um, on the sidewalk in front of their house, and people can enjoy some music from the front porch while we could kind of serenade them when there wasn't any other music going on. So. Found, you know, you got to find your opportunities and, and create your opportunities. And uh, Ari was a great guy, uh, is a great guy. And yeah, we have we've haven't been doing as much lately, but um, I'm sure we'll do some more in the future. Yeah, awesome. Um, the first summer that he had his taco truck, I actually worked for him for a little while. So yes, his tacos and his food is definitely, definitely amazing. Oh, um, no. A student with a question. For sure. Hello, my name's Elizabeth and my question is can you tell us about different kinds of guitars yeah for sure i would love to um i actually have about seven or eight guitars it uh kind of becomes one of those things you know my my wife girlfriend uh clothes are her thing so she likes to you know have her whole wardrobe or whole closet you know nicely color coordinated and everything and then i've got my guitars hanging on the wall so there are a few different types. Um, you've got acoustic guitars, which you could have a steel string acoustic, which is often used in folk music or blues uh, acoustic music. And then another type of acoustic guitar is a classical guitar. So classical guitar has nylon strings and it has kind of a more mellower tone than your steel string acoustic. And it's good for classical music, jazz music, more kind of the mellow tones. And then you've got electric guitars. Um, so my first electric guitar was a Fender Telecaster and uh, just a really cool kind of country guitar, but also blues and you can play any, anything with that guitar. Um, and then uh, the more I played, I realized, okay, you know, there's these other guitars. So you can have multiple um, strings added to that. So your, your traditional guitar has six strings. But you can also get baritone guitars, which have seven, eight, nine, ten plus strings, which are really cool, and they add add a little bit lower depth to it. 
And then I have a six-string baritone guitar. So it's the same as a regular guitar, but it's just tuned much lower, just like you'd have you know, a trumpet and a baritone or a baritone and a tuba in, in your band class. So you just have a different register, but it's kind of the same thing. And then, of course, you have bass guitars. Bass guitar, your traditional bass has four strings. Uh, I also have a five-string bass of my own, which I think is really cool. Um, and again, you can go six, seven, eight, tons of strings. Um, what else? Uh, there's lots of really, really cool guitars out there for everyone. All sorts of different paint colors, uh, scale lengths, whether you want electric, acoustic. Um, there's acoustics now that have amplifiers built right into them. So when you play your acoustic guitar, it actually has a speaker inside that makes it even louder. So that's really cool. And the technology is always changing. And I, I love to kind of stay on, on top of what's new and coming out. Um, but try not to get out of hand because you can spend money really quickly. Um, just to give you an idea, out of my seven guitars, they usually vary in price from about 400 to 900 in the range that I have personally. Um, but you can easily get guitars that are over a thousand or even closer to ten thousand dollars just for one guitar. So <laughs> it, uh, it can be an expensive thing, but really just find something that works for you. Um, if you're interested in starting guitar, get something cheap to begin with. You don't want to go spend your whole savings on something. Get something 100, 200, 300 bucks max and, and try it out. And then if you catch that bug, uh, you're, you're surely going to be buying more in the future. Okay, thank you. Thank you. My question is, what is your least favorite song? My least favorite song? If I had to choose one, I'd say Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> if any of you guys know that song. Um, but, you know, no slight on her. I actually know every lyric to that song. So maybe I don't know if I do hate it. Maybe I actually secretly like it. Uh, I can't tell you for sure. Thank you for answering the song. Um, hi, my name is Blake, and my question is, what is the most amount of people you've ever played in front of? That's a great question. Um, so we had two opportunities about five or six years ago now. Um, we got an opportunity to play at Vermilion's Band in the Sands. So Lakeland College had this really cool event where they have this cattle barn or where they typically raise horses and, and do some equestrian type stuff in there. Um, all sand and then a big stage setup, And we got to open for this country music player called uh, Dallas Smith. And so he has a pretty big following. Um, but that, that little um, horse barn could only hold 1,800 people, which is quite a few people. But they were all packed in really tight. And now thinking about it, it's like, holy cow. <laughs> but at the time, it was, it was really fun. And everyone was having a great time. So there's 1,800 people there. Um, and then we also had an opportunity to play with uh, a few bands called Big Sugar and Widemouth Mason. And when we got to open for them, there's about 1,500 people at that show too. So those were the two biggest shows that we were fortunate enough to get the opportunity to play for. And uh, it was wild. <laughs> and I was, yeah, very grateful for those opportunities. Thank you for answering my question. All right, me again. Um... Uh, what's your favorite type of guitar? 
Great question. Um, really depends. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, that kind of sounds weird, but I, I really love playing rock and heavy music at times. So I'd have to just say a sh any six string electric guitar plugged into a really dirty, loud amplifier where you can just make a lot of noise, play with your drummer and a bass player. That's super cool. But then on the other hand, too, I've been really, really enjoying classical guitar lately with the nylon strings. Um, it just has a very mellow tone and um, you can just get into a different headspace. And I, I find a, a lot more people seem to connect with acoustic instruments because it just kind of makes you feel a little bit better. You've got to be in the right mood to play metal and, and rock guitars. But um, I'd say six string electric with a heavy, dirty amp or the complete opposite spectrum, a nylon string classical guitar. Um, have you ever broke a guitar? Not on purpose. Um, I did have one guitar. Um, it was kind of a weird event, but uh, we basically um, had this huge bonfire going and this guitar had, had seen its days. It was kind of at the end of its days. And we ended up, uh, stringing up the guitar from a tree above the fire and just watching it kind of burn. I know that sounds a little, <laughs> a little bit crazy, but it, it was fun at the time. Uh, the guitar would have ended up in the garbage anyway, so it was a good way to kind of give it back to the earth, if you will. But uh, in terms of guitars, I haven't really broken one per se, but you do often break, break strings, and especially when playing blues music or like rock and roll music because you do a lot of these bend things, right? So you grab the string and you're bending it to give this very emotional kind of sound to it. And that's that's a big part of my playing. So I often break strings. Um, more so at the beginning stages when you're learning how to do the bend properly. Um, now that I've been playing for more years, I break strings less occasionally, but I also change my strings um, every month to two months, depending. If I'm on the road, I'll change them every week. And so that can be expensive pretty quick, but uh, strings do do kind of wear out if you play them for quite a while. So break those, but haven't broke a guitar yet. I've, I've dropped a few and have some dents on my stuff. I don't really go easy on my equipment, um, but it gets the job done. All right, thank you for answering my questions. Thanks. Um, hi, it's me again. Uh, my question is, what is the worst time you've ever broke a string? Uh, that's a good story. Um, so we were on tour. We were actually in Edmonton playing a show. And we're in the middle of one of our songs. And it's going really well, going really well. And then I broke. So the, you have six strings, right? So you can afford to break one. Uh, I broke one. And I kept going. And I was like, OK, I, I, can, make it, I can make it without that string. And then mid-song, I broke a second string. So now I've got four out of six strings left. And I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. It's not going to sound good. So I looked over at my drummer. And I was, I was like, man, you got to do a drum solo right now. So my bass player stops. I stop. And then drummer goes into a drum solo. I quickly run off stage to my guitar case, picked out a set of strings, took all the strings off my electric guitar. It took me about one or two minutes restrung it, which took me about another two minutes because I've done it quite often and you need to be prepared for these situations. So my drummer has been doing a drum solo for four minutes. I finally got my strings back on, tuned it back up, jumped it back up on stage, said one, two, three, four, and boom, we were into our next song. So it was a really kind of cool rock and roll moment. I felt really uh, 
felt really deadly after doing that. Um, but you know, I was scared too. I was like, Oh no, can I get this done in time? And you just gotta keep your composure and go on through. So that was, that was a little bit scary. Thank you for answering my question. Thank you for coming Trent. I hope you have an awesome rest, rest of your day. We learned a lot about the guitar. Thank you to my classmates for the questions and thank you listeners. Have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks Henry. And thank you all for having me. This is super fun. And I look forward to checking these out all online. Uh, it's a cool thing you're doing. Connecting with, uh, there's a lot of talented people around town. So I look forward to, to seeing how this all kind of pans out. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.